Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. So we're just going to do a really quick kind of devotional from Revelation uh, chapter 2. So if you just want to go there, and then we're going to kick into Hosea tomorrow. It's Revelation 2, verses 1 to 7. And uh, I just want us to take a moment to uh, think about a few things here. I'll read it out. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hands and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, but you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and endured hardships for my name, and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You've forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favour. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I'll give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So I just want to spend probably 10 minutes max just thinking about what it is to slow down for a moment and uh, put our hearts and our lives again centred towards Jesus. I don't know what your week's been like. I imagine even just getting here might make you feel pretty busy and exhausted. We have busy lives. Uh, with jobs and families and kids and uh, hobbies and deadlines and all the rest. And we also have um, busy hearts. So our hearts are often full of lots of things going on, anxieties, insecurities, fears, hopes, joys. Um, And I just want to take a moment to slow right down and for our hearts to slow down. Um, Now, I don't like slowing down. I love living at a fast pace. Uh, meeting new people, taking in lots of activities, trying to fill my days with lots of good things. The problem is I can get so busy, I can stop loving those around me. So I can stop loving those at work. I just get on with my job. I do what my manager tells me to do. And I don't think about those around me. I can stop loving Leanne. And instead of um, putting her first, I can expect her to put me first. I can stop loving my kids. They want to just have time with me and my attention and my affection and they want to show me things and they're trying to slow me down but often I need to get them to bed or they need to understand that I'm busy and I've got things to do and I can stop loving God. I can get so busy that instead of being with him and listening to him and enjoying him, I just offer up my prayers, my to-do list and get on with it. And I relate to God the same way I relate to most people, which is what can they give me? What can they do? How can they fit into my schedule? And before you know it, you find that everyone is serving you because you're too busy to actually love them, that you just hope they do what you want. I wonder if that's how you feel now or whether you know that feeling generally. Um, You're too busy to love people and God because I think something like that has happened to this small church in Ephesus that the Apostle John writes to as he receives a revelation from Jesus via one of God's angels. And I wonder if John would say something very similar to us this this weekend and this evening. Look at verse 1. He says this, To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. 
So John is receiving a revelation from Jesus. The seven stars are seven angels, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches in the Roman province of Asia. These are seven real churches, probably small churches, with seven real angels. But we also remember seven in the Bible is a symbol of perfection and completeness. So this is as if Jesus' words to his church through all time and to us. Look at verses 2 and 3. I know your deeds, your hard work, your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you've tested those who claim to be false apostles but are not. You found them false You've persevered and you've endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. Now, there's six things here that John highlights. The first thing he highlights is deeds. So these people love the poor, they love their families, they love their friends, and they work really hard. They do lots of things. I should say maybe they don't love, but we're going to come to that. They do lots of good things. The second thing he mentions there is hard work. These people are not lazy. They're busy. They're really busy probably for Jesus. Uh, it says he, they persevere. You know, when, the, when the going gets tough, these are not sort of cowards who shirk away. They persevere. It says they're holy. You know, it says they've not tolerated wicked men. And so they don't want sin and evil in their church. You know, this is a pure church. They're holy. It's, they have a passion for truth. It says they've tested those that claim to be apostles. But a false, so the church has got rid of the liars and the heretics. And then it says right at the end, they've suffered. You've, you've suffered and not grown weary. So they're, being, they're suffering for Jesus' name and not growing weary. I mean, this is a fantastic church, okay? Good deeds for the poor. Hard work on behalf of others. Ability to persevere when it's hard. Striving for holiness and purity. Desire for truth and good doctrine. Sacrifice and suffering for Jesus I mean, if only we could be this church. And then verse 4, he says, Yet I have this against you. You've forsaken your first love. These guys are super busy doing things for Jesus, doing things for the poor, doing things for their families, making sure everyone's got the right truth. And they've forgotten their first love. They're too busy to love. Now, the Apostle Paul famously put it like this, didn't he? He said, If, if I can speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love... I'm just a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I can have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move a mountain, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. He goes, if I give all I possess to the poor, and if I give my body to the flames in the sacrifice for Jesus, but have not love, I gain nothing. This sounds like the church in Ephesus. So busy, doing all the right things, but not actually loving Jesus. And Paul goes on and says, you know, all these things are going to one day fade away. Prophecies will cease. Tongues will cease. Everything's going to cease. But he says, there's three things that are going to remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now, the church in Ephesus had forsaken their first love. And Jesus challenges him for this. There's another place where these words, faith, hope, and love, crop up. It's again from the Apostle Paul this time. He says this to the church in Thessalonica. Watch this really carefully. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see the same things that the church in Ephesus 
had, the church in Thessalonica had. Good deeds, labour, perseverance. But the difference is, the church in Ephesus didn't have faith, hope and love. Whereas the church in Thessalonica was doing everything they did because they were in love with Jesus. They were inspired by Jesus. They were captivated for Jesus. It was for Jesus. It was resemble Jesus. It was all about Jesus. They had faith in him, hope in him, and they loved him. And the church in Ephesus had forgotten that. And he says they've fallen from a great height. And he says, go and do the things you did at first. So what does it mean to come back to your first love for Jesus? Now, when you first love someone, you don't actually care what you do with them as long as you're with them. So believe it or not, I used to be like that with Leanne, you know? No. Um, But when you first fall in love with someone, you just want to hang out with them. Leanne and I used to spend hours walking around Birmingham city centre. I mean, that's how how romantic we were. And going for walks in the hills. But we didn't really care as long as we were together. And, you know, we'd enjoy one another, we'd laugh with one another. Uh, When you first fall in love with someone... You just want to be with them. You don't really care what you're doing. In fact, you don't really want to be doing too much because you just want to be with them. And so I need, Leanne and I need to rekindle our first love, that just enjoyment of being together because we can get very busy. I remember when I first had kids and, you know, you just want to hold them and lie with them and do nothing with them, just be with them. And I need to make sure that I keep rekindling that first love. I just want to be with you. I don't really care what we're doing as long as I'm with you. And I think that's the same with what Jesus is saying here. He's like, you just want me. It doesn't really matter what else is going on. That's a first love. It's about me. And the rest of the weekend, we're going to be looking at the book of Hosea in the Old Testament about God being a lover. He's our husband and we're his bride. And like any lover... He wants undivided attention. Not because he wants to demand things from us, but because he wants to give us more of himself. But too often we get busy and we wander away. And so the book of Hosea is going to say, God wants to win our hearts back and go deeper and woo us away from the things that keep us from him. But tonight, just we're finished now, there's a great word from Jesus that says, don't be too busy for me that you've forgotten the joy of just being with me. Rekindle that first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. And so I just want us to do one simple thing here. I want us to repent and I want you to do it on your, on your notepads. I want you to write down the things that occupy your heart now, the things that you're really busy with, the things that make you anxious, the things that are filling your heart at the moment. That's repenting. And I want you to say, Lord, these aren't bad things, good works and perseverance. These aren't bad things. But I don't want to do it without faith, hope and love. And then I want you just to spend a moment, basically repent and do the things you did at first. Your prayer to Jesus that you might love him more like you've done previously. You just want to be with him. What do you love about him? If you're not a Christian here, you can have a think still about the first one. And you can have a think about what do you think Jesus, what do you think is so brilliant about Jesus that you might want to love him above all else? So you can kind of take the second one and be slightly different. So we're just going to spend 10 minutes, kind of five minutes. I'm going to put some background music on. Five minutes. Just write down the things. 
And you're not saying to God these aren't important. You're saying, I don't want to be so busy that I forget to love you. And then we're going to write a prayer to Jesus just to tell him how much we love him and that we want to love him like we did at first. Rekindle that first love. He doesn't want to demand things from us, but he wants to give us more of himself.